0: Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity of the devil, the corrupt world that we live in, our own sinful flesh. Uh, We're learning how to defend ourselves with the person and the work and the promises of Jesus, but also learning how to receive all of the gifts that only can come from the triune God. And again, the chief gift that comes from the triune God through Jesus is the forgiveness of sins. And when we have that forgiveness of sins, what do we have? Well, we have, we have everything. So the little phrase we're talking about for station number three is repent, receive, rejoice, and repeat. So we repent, we acknowledge our sin, we admit them before God, we agree with Him about them. Um, and also then we receive. We receive the finished work of Jesus that's placed upon us, and in receiving that gift, we rejoice. And because we live in this corrupt world, and because the devil harasses us, attacks us, and because we still have the sinful flesh, what do we do? Well, we repeat. Repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. So here's, uh, here's the stations so far. Stations 1, 2, and 3. So, station one, we make the sign of the cross, and we say, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We move to station number two. In the morning, we say Luther's uh, morning prayer. In the evening, we say uh, his evening prayer. And both of those talk about uh, uh, how God has kept us, and how God will keep us. We thank God through the Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about the forgiveness of sins. Uh, In the evening you say, forgive me where I have done wrong. In the morning you say, help me lead a, a godly life this day. And then we say, into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let the holy angel be with me, the wicked foe may have no power over me. And then station number three is confession. And you can again use those three little stepping stone verses from Psalm 119. Verse 1 says, Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Uh, Verse 133, Direct or establish my steps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. And then you prepare to confess sin with Psalm 119, verse 176. I have strayed. Like a lost sheep, seek your servant according to your your word, according to your commands. So then in this station, uh, we begin to confess our sins. We can use the Ten Commandments then to examine our life. And so again, think of it as a spiritual doctor, right? You go to a physical doctor for a checkup and a diagnosis and then hear about the, the malady and receive the, the medicine and the treatment. So think about it as a spiritual doctor, examining your life in the, with the Ten Commandments, uh, agreeing with God about your, your sin, crying out to him then uh, with little phrases like, Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. Or you can use the general confession you know that I've outlined there for you. Oh Almighty God, merciful Father, uh, I, a poor sinful being, confess unto thee all my sins, and iniquities with which I have ever offended Thee, um, and you continue uh, making that confession and the plea for forgiveness. Now, after you do that, then you always remind yourself um, that confession isn't just about um, confessing sins, agreeing with God about sins. It is also about receiving, receiving the forgiveness of sins that come from Jesus. Remembering uh, your baptism. making use of the office of the keys where you confess sins and you hear back that your sins are forgiven and making use of uh, the gift of the Lord's Supper as, as well. And so we talk about uh, remembering our baptism, um, going to the places where God has promised to give to us uh, all of his gifts uh, in the person of Jesus. Now, how do we, how do we examine our lives using the Ten Commandments. Well, the Ten Commandments, you could summarize them in really one word, love. Ask the question, so what does love have to do with it? Well, love uh, God and love neighbor. When Jesus is asked what the greatest commandment is, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, Commandments uh, 1-3 through uh, talk about love for God. Commandments 4 through 10 then speak about love for the neighbor. So we examine our life then. Uh, think of a mirror. You look into the mirror and it tells you the truth, doesn't it? So you look at the Ten Commandments and um, again, we're building on the foundations of the Christian faith. So if we know the commandments, then we can have this spiritual diagnosis of what's going on and then we can receive the medicine. So think of the commandments as... Uh, offense, fence line. And often the word trespass is used, right? Forgive us our trespasses. So what does offense do, right? Uh, offense is to keep bad things out, but also to protect you by saying, don't go beyond the fence line because there is danger out there. Uh, stop. Don't go any further. Uh, don't do this. Um, the Ten Commandments say no, Right? So it keeps bad things from coming into our life, into our family, uh, but also uh, protects us from going beyond the boundary that God has established. So think of the commandments um, as two in, in two ways. Regrettably, they're only, I think, somewhat thought of in negative ways, you know, like stop or don't or no. But there's also buried within the commandments this beautiful positive. Which is, instead of, um, you know, stop, start. Instead of no, there's a better yes. Instead of don't, God is saying, here, do this. And you could call those blessings. And so you go beyond the fence line, and there's nothing but heartache and sorrow. Uh, But you stay within that fence line, and God himself says, uh, this life will be uh, blessed. There will be blessings uh, from these, uh, keeping these commandments. So you think about it in, in basically, I think that way as a, as a fence line is, I think it's helpful. What are the boundaries? And again, just don't think of stop, but also think of start. Not just don't, but do, but also not no, God's no, but also look at this life that I'm offering to you. This is a better, a better yes. So the Ten Commandments talk about, um, this love. Again, love for who? Love for God, love for neighbor. We are to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. No other gods. And you stay within that fence line, God says there's wonderful blessings. We are to hollow his name, use it rightly. We are to receive his gifts, go to God's house on the Sabbath day. And when we do those things, God says that he gives gifts. When it comes to the neighbor, we are to... Honor the family, right? These are the estates that God has given to us, family, authorities, uh, the church. We are to protect life, not to take it. Uh, we are to honor uh, the sexuality that God has given to us with purity, and especially this wonderful gift that he gives of marriage. Possessions are protected as well, not only ours, but also uh, those of the neighbor, but also our reputation and uh, we are also then encouraged and called to live a life of contentment not coveting what somebody else has but but praising god for what he has given to to us so we examine our life then through those those commandments those words of god now in the little catechism again we're referring to these um beautiful gifts clear and simple confessions that are given to us and for the family. Uh, In Luther's small catechism, when it speaks about confession, it says, So what sins should we confess? He says, Well, before God, we should plead guilty of all sins, even of those which we do not know as we do in the Lord's Prayer. But before the confessor, or you could say before the pastor, we should confess those sins uh, alone which we know and feel in our hearts. And so uh, before God, all sins, even those we're not even aware of. I mean, isn't our heart sometimes so deceptive that we hide sins even from our own conscience? But we confess in the Lord's uh, Lord's prayer, forgive us our trespasses. But then these specific sins that assail us and our conscience is in terror over, well, those we can specifically confess and hear the, the good news that those sins are forgiven. It continues, so which are these sins? Well, um, Luther says, here, use this. Consider your station according to the Ten Commandments, whether you are a father, a mother, a son, a daughter, a master, mistress, manservant, maidservant, whether you have been disobedient, unfaithful, slothful, whether you have grieved anyone by words or deeds, whether you have stolen, neglected, or wasted aught or done other injury. And so uh, there's that again a gift given to us of the commandments to have our life um, run through that uh, that lens, the grid of the Ten Commandments, to look into the mirror of the Ten Commandments, and it tells the truth about who we are, what our sickness is, where we have failed to love God, where we have failed to love love the neighbor, and then we acknowledge those sins. We agree with God, but then we receive. We receive the forgiveness of sins. So there's an accurate diagnosis then. And then the right medicine is given. And when the right medicine is given, what is there but life? Not just life eternal, but life also for today. Because when you have the forgiveness of sins, you you have everything. I mean, go through life with a clear conscience before God and neighbor. And isn't that a gift? Isn't that a gift that that you are at peace with God and with one another. So uh, again, what do we do? Repent. We're sick, right? You and I have this sin, this malady that leads to death, and we agree with God about it. We receive. God said, here's the medicine. Go to the hospital, go to the church of God, and there the medicine is given, the gospel. And when you receive it, rejoice, because when you come to me, I have life. Not just life eternal, but faith and hope and love for today. And then what do we do? Well, we repeat it all over again. Repent, receive, rejoice, and repeat.